Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. WABC New York and 1071 WLIR Hampton Bays. <laughs> It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports, Lou Dobbs, Business. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. Yep, that's me, 5 o'clock. Good morning. It is Friday, May 26. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Just a beautiful day on the way today. Sunshine, high 73. The weekend. It's fantastic. Saturday, sun and clouds, high 74. Sunday, partly cloudy, high 75. And then Monday, mostly sunny, high 79. If you are walking out the door with us right now, 56 and clear out in Southampton on Long Island, 49 and clear in my hometown of Trenton, New Jersey. And it is 52 and clear here in Midtown. So much to get to as we work our way up to the six o'clock hour. Sid and friends in the morning last night. My younger brother, who my parents uh, stole away from me when he was a kid and moved him to Israel with them, which is a whole story in itself that I could lie on a couch with a therapist for years. He actually was in my house last night visiting me, which is a rarity because he lives so far away. And um, uh, when you get together, of course, with siblings that you haven't seen in a while, and I see him maybe once a year, you know, it's always a grand, fantastic time, and it was last night. We're up late talking, sharing stories. And one, you think that I remember, but I had forgotten about that he reminded me of all the sort of hijinks you get into. I have four brothers. There's five of us. So you can imagine it was kind of a madhouse growing up. But um, he was uh, giving me blow by blow, and I didn't remember all the details of this story, but uh, New Jersey, you When you're 17, you get your driver's license. So I got my driver's license in Trenton at 17. And my father came to me and he said, hey, you know what? Uh, You got your driver's license now. Why don't you drive my car as a special treat to school tomorrow? So (laughs) yeah, right, sure. So uh, I drove us to school, made it there fine. And on the way back, I uh, blew through a stop sign. And uh, got into this incredibly bad car accident where I, um, thankfully nobody was hurt badly, but I totaled my father's car. First day I had my driver's license. <laughs> so uh, my brother's saying, you know, he remembers this whole thing in the car being pulled into the driveway and it just looked like a mess. I'm not sure why they didn't take it to the mechanic, but to the back of the house and my father coming out and seeing this mess of a car and You know, telling me that he was thankful I was okay, but he was also pretty worried about the fact that I had destroyed his car. But the story that my brother was relaying to me that I had not remembered is we shared a room. And that night we were in the room and I remember I was thinking, they're never going to let me drive a car again. And who can blame them? First day I have the car, I destroy my dad's car. And uh, he said he remembered my mother, hearing my mother and father in the bedroom discussing that my father, this was my mother saying this, that my father should come into my room and tell me that it's okay, sort of like a batter getting into the batter's box after getting hit by a fastball, telling me that it's going to be okay and that I should be okay and I'll, he'll let me drive again. 
and I'm sure my father did not agree with this at all, but he walked into my room as I was getting ready for bed. And uh, I didn't remember this, but my brother told me and said, you know, it's okay. Things happen. Accidents happen. Tomorrow, I want you to take your mother's car to school. I was like, wow, okay. (laughs) And sure enough, I did. And I did not get in an accident. But um, I was trying to think, if my kids did that, the first day I gave them the car, destroyed my car, I probably wouldn't be as open-minded as my parents were. All right, let's get into the headlines. The top five at five. Why are Staten Island ferry workers calling out sick? Some arrests here in Midtown on the anniversary of George Floyd's death. Senator Menendez could find himself in some hot water again. The first unofficial weekend of summer is on. And Taylor Swift is here and lots of crazy craziness comes with her. All right, let's get into it. We'll start 504 out on Staten Island, or maybe you were stuck on this side, trying to get to or from Staten Island. Not easy yesterday, as not clear it'll be the same way today, but workers called out sick and riders were furious last night. They're telling me they can't let us in the boat because the boat is still close, but the boat is still here. And, and my husband had to wait almost an hour and a half, an hour. Oh, my God, this is... This is unheard of. I can't believe this. Yeah, so there were some workers who showed up, so some boats uh, sailed. Uh, lots of others did not. Service on the ferry was limited to an hourly schedule after a slate of six call, sick calls left these vessels understaffed. Uh, they can't run them unless the people who are trained to do so show up. Staten Island Borough President Vito Fasella says the disruption unacceptable, but he says he does understand where the workers are coming from. This was an intentional... Uh, effort to disrupt service, and it's sad. I'm very sympathetic to, to the workers, and I and I hope that this is resolved swiftly and, and smoothly. So overnight, the New York City ferry system offering free overnight ferry shuttle service uh, into this morning, as of 10 minutes ago, they were running these ferries between Pier 11 uh, here in Manhattan and the St. George Ferry landing on Staten Island. Once every hour, one one is. if I miss this one, I got to wait another hour to 9 o'clock. And I got up at 3 o'clock this morning. I'm getting me a car, hopefully t- tomorrow, God willing, because I can't deal with this. We checked in with the Department of Transportation, and this is what they told us. They said the vast majority of ferry staffers, the captains, assistant captains, the mates that were scheduled for yesterday afternoon called out sick. So clearly it's some sort of action. Is it over money? Is it over being overworked? One former Staten Island ferry captain says all of these workers are way overworked, and he says dangerously so. Wintertime, it wasn't unusual for me to drive home with the windows down and the radio blasting because I was worried about falling asleep at the wheel. Yeah, so again, New York City's fast ferry, uh, stepping in, uh, even until six o'clock this morning, we're being told free ferry rides on New York City's fast ferry system. If you leave, um, from Pier 11, it'll take you to the Staten Island side. And now we gotta watch and wait and see whether the ferries will be rolling or will there be more sick calls, uh, coming in today. We'll watch that as the morning wears on. WABC News Time 509, at least two people taken into custody during a George Floyd protest that turned violent here in Manhattan last night. Protests started 
in Midtown. It made its way to Bryant Park where demonstrators began to scuffle with police, uh, several of them throwing at least one barricade, other debris at police officers, two men taken into custody. Thankfully, nobody injured. The march started out peaceful, was meant to mark three years since the death of George Floyd at the hands of Minneapolis police. That is yesterday. President Biden was calling on Congress to enact meaningful police reform on the third anniversary of Floyd's death. Floyd was killed on this day back in 2020 during a brutal police arrest in Minnesota. The officer who held his knee on Floyd's neck, resulting in his death, was convicted of murder. In a statement today, the president noted last year on this day, he signed an executive order that bans police chokeholds and establishes a database for police misconduct. He added, though, that lasting change on the local level requires Congress to act and urge lawmakers to send a meaningful police reform bill to his desk. The president vowed he'll sign that. I'm Michael Kastner. All right, let's bring it back home. Westchester County Beach is going to open for the season over the weekend. It is sort of the first unofficial weekend of the summer. Let's get the latest now on that from WABC's Alex Barnard, who joins us live. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, Noam. And yes, that is right. Westchester County Executive George Latimer kicked off the unofficial start of summer yesterday morning. We're opening this weekend Croton Point Park Beach here and also the Glen Island Beach. It will be open for weekends only through uh, the month of June. He used the opening to tout a new bathhouse. This building includes bathrooms with lockers, dressing stalls, and showers. There will house, it will house the lifeguard, the first aid, and police stations. Latimer also says the new Playland Pool will also open this year along with the rest of the county's pools. Uh, We also have the newly reconstructed Playland Pool that is part of Playland Management under Standard Amusement, but that has been the traditional fifth pool in our mix, and it, it, it does open this year along with the rest of the Playland operation. The upgraded facility, part of a $5 million capital project, also includes kayak rentals. Croton Point, along with Glen Island Beach in New Rochelle, will be open weekends only through June 18th. Glen Island, as well as the county's pools, will then be open daily starting June 23rd. Croton Beach will be open Wednesdays through Sundays for the rest of the summer. Yeah, I'm guessing the water probably still a little too cold to jump in, right? How do you yeah, and it's, it's not really going to be that hot this weekend either, so... Uh, May not be the best start, unofficial start to summer, but, you know, at least the beaches will be open for an option. All right, WABC's Alex Barnard, thank you very much. It is the beginning of Memorial Day weekend down at Asbury Park. It's already begun. Lots of people going out yesterday trying to beat the crowds out there. Sunny, finally. A little cooler. We're hoping that it'll get a little warmer. It's beautiful. You know, there's not so many birds, which is nice because we can snack in peace. Um, no flies. The waves are amazing. Yeah, uh, the water, uh, too cold down there, Jersey Shore. I tried to put my feet in. It was, like, freezing. Yeah, a lifeguard's going to be on duty starting today. It's relaxing. Uh-huh. We're just looking out the water, relaxing, enjoying the sun. Out on Long Island, the uh, stars of the Beth Page Air Show, which happens every year, arriving on Long Island, combat aircrafts like the U.S. Marine Corps F-25B Lightning can perform these vertical takeoffs and landing. The uh, Thunderbirds, representing nearly 700,000 active duty members in the Air Force, going to be part of this Memorial Day festivities. The uh, Navy uh, Growler Legacy Team going to demonstrate those close flight maneuvers as a tribute to naval aviators. All the aircrafts can be seen at the Bethpage Air Show. This is a Saturday and Sunday. Uh, do this every year, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. over Jones Beach. Uh, here in the city, 
there are lots of talk about water safety because we always get a you know slew of drownings, unfortunately, this time of year. As New York City prepares to open up the beaches this Memorial Day weekend, the uh, Parks Commissioner, Sue Donahue, outlining water safety tips while celebrating the 100th birthday of the Coney Island Boardwalk. It is imperative that you only go in the water when there is a lifeguard on duty and that you obey all of their directions. And as we've been telling you this week, this has been an issue this season. So they have 200 uh, lifeguards that came back from last year. Another 200 are in training, but they actually need another 800 to keep everything open, pools and beaches all year. So struggling to find people to take these jobs. Lifeguards, in the meantime, going to be on duty from 10 to 6 uh, p.m. over the weekend. Parents, of course, always told to watch your kids closely. If you can't see a lifeguard, the lifeguard can't see you. So maybe don't swim anywhere where there's no lifeguards. We want to make sure we're continuously talking to people about safety because we want no tragedies happening here. This is all about joy. Yeah, uh, and they always want to lecture us on something. So here it is on Sunday. Safety. That's why Parks is once again providing free sunscreen to beachgoers. Dispensers are located in or near all beach restrooms. Yeah, as a bald man, it's all about the sunscreen. And despite the uh, high airfare prices, people are flying this week. And we already see a lot of people at Newark. Three hours in advance for an international flight. It was okay. Crowded, but not crazy crowded. Moderate. Wasn't that crazy? I thought it was going to be way worse, honestly. Among the uh, commercial airlines, United predicting this weekend will be its busiest in more than a decade. I thought it was going to be way more people, but I heard that the security lines is really, really long. Busy, hectic, a lot of travel, a lot of good things going on, too. Delta, by the way, expects a 17% increase in passengers from last year. Car travel expected to be down slightly just because gas prices have gone up over the last year. 5.15 now. Let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk. Happy Friday. Good morning, Justin Ellis. Happy Friday. Good morning uh, to you, Nome Aladen. We'll start on the diamond here. The Mets salvage the finale in Chicago in a big way with a 10-to-1 shellacking of the Cubs. Carlos Carrasco was stellar on the mound for New York with his one earned run through six and two-thirds innings pitch and the bats finally exploded with 15 hits on the night including this Pete Alonso oppo shot in the seventh to put the Mets up seven to one at the time the Alonso Pete Alonso Peter Alonso and he hits one of the air to right chasing Suzuki back into the well near the wall and it's out of here Pete Alonso goes the other way his second home run of the series his 19th of the year a two-run shot and it's seven to one New York that call, courtesy of SNY, now with sole possession of second place and five and a half games back of the first place Braves in the NL East. The Mets head out to Colorado next to open up a three-game set with the Rockies set to begin tonight at 8.40. Max Scherzer will get the ball going up against Colorado's Connor Siebold. As for the Yankees, they fell flat in the finale at home against the Orioles, losing 3-1 to in a game that saw a mere three hits from the Bomber Bats. The pleasant surprise of the evening was Clark Schmidt on the mound for New York, putting aside his struggles thus far this season to deliver a really solid performance for the Yanks. It was all for naught, though as New York takes the series loss into interleague play when they welcome in the San Diego Padres tonight at 7.05 p.m. for the first of three over the holiday weekend. Randy Vasquez is set to make his big league debut in pinstripes going up against San Diego's Joe Musgrove. In the NBA, the Celtics dominate the Heat 110-97 in Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals to stay alive and extend the series to a sixth game set for tomorrow night back in Miami. And on the ice in Dallas, the Stars finally get on the board in the West Final with a 3-2 Game 4 win over the Golden Knights. Vegas is still up a three games to one heading into Game 5 tomorrow. 
night. Here with sports on 77 WABC, I'm Justin Allen. Uh, Justin, has anybody come back from down three games zip in uh, a basketball conference final uh, to win? I mean, I would have to say yes. Oh, okay. Hist- in history? Yeah. yeah. I would have to say. Huh. All right. So the Celtics could do it. That, that's unbelievable. I mean, statistically, it's possible. Totally. Oh. All right. Well, when nothing's... Everything's, everything's possible. Everything's possible. Well, Especially on a Friday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and on a Friday before a long weekend. Especially. How about that? It's not like that. It's never, never happened. Oh. Never happened. Oh, well, never, so you just lied in the NBA. I did just lie to you. <laughs> well, because I mean, 3-1 has definitely happened. I mean, we remember uh, LeBron, James, LeBron James and the Cavs did uh, did 3-1 against the Warriors. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess uh, th- oh, 3 never happened. 3-0 hmm. never happened. Oh, 3 right. no. This could be the first time. How about it? All right, thank you very much. Put, some, put your money on it, Noam. Okay, I'm going to do that right yeah. now. <laughs> WABC News Time 519. Let's go down to D.C. The White House, House Republicans, they say they're having productive discussions to raise the debt ceiling as a possible default could happen in early June. You've heard all the congressional leaders make it clear that default is not an option. The president has said that. The speaker has said that. And we want the American people to understand that as well. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre, they're telling reporters that negotiations from the Biden administration, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy teams have been around the clock to hammer out a deal. Here is the president. I made clear time and again to falling on our national debt is not an option. The American people deserve to know that the mm-hmm. Social Security payments will be there. The Veterans Hospital will remain open. That was the uh, president in the Rose Garden yesterday. Of course, uh, the blame game continues. Democrats say it's the Republicans' fault. It's taking so long. Republicans saying the same about Democrats. Democrats warning there will be big-time consequences for veterans if the U.S. defaults on its debt. Republicans pretending as if they would never cut anything that will adversely impact the health, the safety, or the well-being of veterans and military families, but doing the exact opposite. That's House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, of course, the New York Congressman. House uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy says if a default does take place, it'll be all on the Democrats. The Republicans passed the bill in April. I sat down with the president February 1st. He said he wouldn't talk to me for 97 days. And so we've got a short time frame that we're trying to get this done. Of course, they've told us over and over again how important this is. But. Congress is going on recess for the long weekend. So how as important is it if you're still going on recess? Uh, lawmakers, though, being told to stay close to D.C. in case a debt deal is uh, made. But as of uh, 521 this morning, that is not the case. While we're in D.C., President Biden announcing his pick for, to be the next chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. General Charles Q. Brown, Jr. General Brown's a warrior. Uh, Biden says General C.Q. Brown, the Air Force's top officer, will replace uh, current chairman Mark Milley. Including 130 combat hours. He knows what it means to be in the thick of battle and how to keep your cool when things get hard. If confirmed, Brown would become the first black joint chief of chair in 30 years. Milley's term ends uh, this fall. 522, Democrats giving uh, Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene a hard time this week when she was presiding over the chamber. It happened when House Majority Leader Steve Scalise was delivering floor remarks about the debt ceiling. That's when New York Democrat Jamal Bowman called Scalise a liar. That's uh, when Green said that order, order should come to the uh, House. You know, she pounded her gavel and said this. The members are reminded to abide by decorum of the House.
This all comes, of course, you'll remember it was Green who yelled liar at President Biden during his State of the Union early this year. Reaction coming in following Governor DeSantis's announcement that he'll seek the GOP presidential nomination 2024. There was that glitch-filled show on Twitter Wednesday night. Twitter Spaces, they had a hard time getting it rolling. He was there with Elon Musk. It did not make, you know, for some people, a great first impression. Hard to blame the uh, candidate for that. Maybe it was Twitter's fault. But um, some political analysts say just it wasn't good. It wasn't a good way to start the campaign. He used a platform that he thought was going to be really innovative and that Donald Trump had used very successfully. Um, but what he didn't really anticipate is only 20 percent of America is on Twitter. Most of them are Democrats. Uh, that's Tara Newsom, who says it might have been better if he had just been standing on a beach in Florida touting his accomplishments in the Sunshine State. Right now, he is the alternative to people who like the Trump policies but don't like the personality of Donald Trump. Uh, Ron DeSantis saying he's proud of his record on guiding his state through the pandemic. I, as a leader, had to stand uh, against the grain. Uh, against people like Dr. Fauci, uh, against people uh, in the media, even against people in my own party. And he said it was him that kept businesses open, people working, kids in school. And he says Americans will remember that as he makes his run for the White House. I, as a leader, had to stand uh, against the grain. Uh, against people like Dr. Fauci, uh, against people uh, in the media, even against people in my own party to say, no, uh, we need to protect people's rights. We need to make sure we get these businesses uh, protected. We need to make sure our kids can be in school. And we've seen all these polls that show uh, former President Donald Trump way ahead of DeSantis. Uh, maybe that uh, will narrow now that he's officially jumped into the race. But uh, DeSantis says, He's not worried. He says Americans will get to know him through his messaging and from him being out on the campaign trail. No excuses. Uh, I'll get it done. We're going to end this culture of losing that's infected the Republican Party. It's not enough to just win Republicans. You've got to be will- you got to be able to win independent voters. You got to be willing to win some of these discerning Democrats that are sick uh, of the woke turn that their party has taken. And he says uh, Donald Trump is not the person who can win over those independents, proven by the fact that he lost in 2020. And uh, one more thing, Governor DeSantis says. If he's elected, he would consider pardoning the January 6th defendants and former President Trump if he's elected. I'm going to do on day one. um, I will have uh, folks that will get together and look at all these cases who people are victims of weaponization or political targeting. And we will be aggressive at issuing pardons. And that pardon may be a huge deal for a man who helped orchestrate the January 6th Capitol riot. He'll be spending the next 18 years in prison. Uh, Ken Dillian has more from D.C. The most high-profile defendant in the January 6th investigation has been sentenced to nearly two decades in prison. The stiffest penalty handed out so far in what has become one of the biggest criminal probes in American history. It was Stuart Rhodes who led this group called the Oath Keepers, found guilty of seditious conspiracy for trying to stop Congress from approving the results of the 2020 race. During yesterday's sentencing, Rhodes claimed that he is a political prisoner. The 58-year-old said his only crime was opposing those who he felt were destroying the nation. 526, while we're in D.C., the man who allegedly slammed into a security barrier near the White House this week with a U-Haul truck, gonna stay behind bars for now. Arian Baffield was a classmate of this 19-year-old suspect. I, uh, I just would never expect him to have a Nazi flag on him. Um, it's very unexpected. He never once 
said anything about that, said anything once about Hitler, you know, um, yeah, it was just very surprising. Yeah, when he rammed his truck into the gate, uh, they found a Nazi flag in the cab of his truck. The 19-year-old making his first appearance in court ahead of his detention hearing next week. Prosecutors say he is uh, not a U.S. citizen or a lawful permanent resident. They argued he should remain in custody because he poses a serious flight risk. He reportedly told the Secret Service his goal was to get to the White House, seize power, and put in charge be put himself in charge of the uh, nation. See, from the sound of that, it doesn't sound like a guy who's very well. We're just getting started on this Friday morning. So much to get to as we work our way up to the six o'clock hour. Sid and friends in the morning. Taylor Swift is here. And there's, I mean, it's sort of, I've never seen craziness around the artist. I mean, I'm trying to remember the last time there was craziness around an artist like this. And I, I can't come up with one, but we're going to give you and tell you everything you need to know about that concert. Even if you're not going, it could affect you during this long weekend. That's how many people want to get into the show. We'll tell you what's going on with Senator Robert Menendez, who could find himself in hot water again. And why did Target put out kid-friendly LGBTQ clothes on store shelves? They're explaining that. And the Taylor Swift craziness may Maybe you uh, are not even so familiar with her, but uh, her show is coming to the Meadowlands over this weekend. Tonight, Saturday night, Sunday night, the hottest ticket in a long time to anything that I can remember. Even the nosebleeds for this concert, uh, which is high up in the stadium. What do they hold, like 60,000, 70,000 out in the Meadowlands at um, at MetLife Stadium, are going for $2,000. <laughs> Seems a little crazy. Um, so it is really t- difficult to get tickets. And you have these fans who are hoping somehow last minute someone will hand over a ticket to them. They have these dreams of getting into the show. We're just hoping that somebody around town or somebody we know through someone says something came up, I can't go, I could get rid of my ticket and then they can go. So there are a lot of fears around the show. It's all about traffic, getting in and out of the stadium. It's right, of course, off the Turnpike and 46 and Route 3, you know, major highways in New Jersey. And uh, one of the ways they're hoping to stop this as Taylor Swift has done in other cities, she'll show up at a stadium and then there'll be not just the 60, 70, 80,000 fans inside, but there'll be 20,000 fans outside who can't get in but want to hear the show. So what they're doing at the Meadowlands, they want to stop this because it just it causes just a nightmare. So they're closing off the parking lot. You cannot get into the parking lot to uh, tailgate unless you have a ticket. So uh, yesterday you had people lining up. Uh, I passed the stadium and I saw all these lines. I couldn't figure out what was going on. Uh, what it was, it was Taylor Swift fans who were couldn't didn't have tickets but wanted to buy stuff from her store. So they opened up the store yesterday, uh, day before the concert, and, and people were buying you know T-shirts, hats, whatever else she said. I'm a huge Swifty. My kids wanted merch, and mommy runs to get it for them. What else can I do? Cannot wait. And I can't even imagine how expensive that stuff is. Uh, the mall of uh, that's right across the street, the American Dream Mall, uh, they want to take advantage of these crowds that they know are going to be big. So they're giving away a pair of tickets a couple times on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to the show to get people into the mall. That as the uh, parking lot again. 
at MetLife Stadium will only be available to people who can show they have tickets for the show. So what they've called this now is Taylor Gating. You know, it's Taylor Swift. So you can't Taylor Gate. I do hope that they are doing every single thing possible that they can to ensure that ticket holders are the ones getting spots in the lot. I think they've gotten the word out early enough so that people that were anticipating coming to um, just listen to the show are kind of aware that they won't be able to do that here. And the New Jersey Department of Transportation saying you got to stay far away from this. It's going to cause traffic jams in a couple different places, these places that lead into the stadium. So, yeah, if you don't have tickets, stay away from there. And um, in honor of Taylor Swift's uh, three sold-out shows, Governor Murphy getting in on it as well, officially declaring a state sandwich after her. Okay. Uh, despite the state's feud over whether uh, it should be called Taylor Ham or Pork Roll, Murphy is commemorating Swift's concert by taking sides. We are declaring the official state sandwich of New Jersey a Taylor Swift okay. ham, egg, and cheese. <laughs> yeah, any, I mean, any way to get his name into the headlines there, and I, I helped him out, I guess. Uh, Governor Murphy uh, used titles of Swift songs as puns. To uh, announce the news, I could play them for you, but they're just over the top silly. Anyway, either way, uh, this is uh, what they've asked us to tell you. Stay away from MetLife Stadium. If you don't have tickets, especially those fans who want to sit outside and listen to the music, you won't be allowed into the parking lot unless you can show a ticket. They're trying to do everything they can to stop what happened at uh, in Foxborough where the Patriots play. They said they had 20,000 fans who showed up outside the stadium with no tickets just to hear it, which is just craziness. And uh, like I said, I, I can't remember. It's hard to remember an artist who is as big as this, but she is that big. All right, 537, enough Taylor Swift. Traffic, transit, and weather on the sevens. Here's Lori Blanchard. So, Noah, my daughter's going to the show tonight. Oh, she is. <laughs> so you, I'm telling yeah. you all these horrible things. But uh, apparently it's going to be rough to get in there. Yeah, you know, they're, they're also the Swifties. Um, they make bracelets. Right. And then they trade them at the show. So the bracelets have the names of the songs or the initials of the first letter of each word of the name. So it's definitely, um, it's like a Beatlemania, you know. I'm too young for actual Beatlemania, but I was saying that to a friend the other day. It's really like the Beatles. They're, they're, people are losing it. They and, and, and adults, too. Oh, crazy. And, okay, let me ask you the all-important question. Do, were you able to get tickets f- firsthand, or did you have to buy them on the secondary market? You know, uh, our kids are both in college at the same age. Right. She and her friends got them from oh. school. One of them got online oh. and somehow got them. And a bunch of them are coming from upstate. I mean, it's really, it is, it's it's kind of indescribable. I don't really get the naming the sandwiches. She's not even from New Jersey. No, she's, she's not. from Pennsylvania. Yeah. Like, yeah. calm down, <laughs> Governor Murphy. WABC News Time 539. The Justice Department is reportedly investigating New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez News for New York reports officials want to know whether Menendez and his wife improperly accepted cash and gifts from the owner of a North Jersey halal meat business. Uh, he didn't have much to say about this. Uh, microphones in front of him saying, hey, Senator Menendez, do you know anything about it? This is what he had to say. So I'm sure it's going to end up in absolutely nothing. Yeah, that was it. According to sources, investigators want to know if gifts, which would be valued in tens of thousands of dollars, came from the owner or associates of an Edgewater, New Jersey business that won a controversial exclusive contract to perform halal meat certification with the Egyptian government. I mean, it's a very involved story here. Even though the United States Department of Agricultural Officials complained that the New Jersey firm had no previous experience in this field. Somehow they got the contract anyway. Menendez 
has confirmed he's aware of the ongoing investigation. He's also launched a legal defense fund. Uh, funny, I saw him was it yesterday or two days ago. He goes to the same health club that I do. So there he was. It's always funny to see him. Doesn't look like a guy who works out, but uh, he was in the gym. 540 Target says it's removing some of its pride collection items out of concern for employee safety. Reporter Ben Collins says certain items have been the target of misinformation, like an LGBTQ brand said to feature satanic themes and a tuck-friendly swimsuit for trans people who have not had gender-affirming operations. Kids were being targeted with this stuff. They realize if they can threaten enough people, if they can scare enough people in real-life locations, that maybe support for the LGBTQ community will diminish among corporations. So the retail giant says this: since this year's Pride Month collection was introduced, there have been threats impacting team members at targets in the sense of safety, well-being at work. Uh, a couple people said there was incidents earlier this week. I think there's this really small group who has an outsized voice at this moment in time, and it's of hate, and it's of hit discrimination, and it's violent. This was mostly target locations in the South were reportedly told to remove pride merchandise from the store shelves. The company has said it was trying to avoid similar backlash like the Bud Light received for using a transgender influencer in a promotional campaign. That did not go well for Bud Light. Down to uh, Texas, a plan to post the Ten Commandments in Texas classrooms. Dying in the state legislature, there were thoughts this was going to pass. Activists who oppose uh, what they saw as a school-sponsored religion are cheering the demise of this bill in the state Senate there. It goes against the fundamental concept of separation of church and state that benefits all of us. Reverend Aaron Walter heads the Texas Unitarian Universalist Justice Ministry. The bill shot down this week was part of a package of legislation that promoted what she said Christian faith on campus. The majority of Christians are not seeking to do this. It's a small group of people would create a hostile learning environment for the majority of Texans because the majority of Texans don't subscribe to this conservative version of Christianity. 542, let's bring it back home. Nassau County getting a new slogan as part of its national tourism campaign. Nassau County, golden coast to coast. Golden Coast to Coast. Wait, let me hear that again. Nassau County, Golden Coast to Coast. Well, I don't think much about that. But County Executive Bruce Blakeman says the major campaign features a 30-second TV ad that will air in multiple cities across the country, including Albany, all the way up in Albany. We'll be looking for all kinds of businesses to participate so that we can get the word out that Nassau County is open for business and we can get more business here, more jobs, more prosperity. Wait, let me hear this again. Nassau County, Golden Coast to Coast. Nassau County, Golden Coast, Coast. that's not bad. The visits, or what do they call them, clicks to our... Yeah, they increased tenfold since we started this. Um, so it's ten times the number of visits that we've had. Uh, we're looking to get it, you know, far higher. Yeah, they're hoping to get tourists in Nassau County this summer. 543, New York City, now allowing games of chance at sporting event, uh, venues for charitable purposes. Mayor Adams signing this bill. He hit a home run. Up till now, sporting venues across the city could not hold these types of contests like 50-50 rivals, even though they did. But sporting teams, including the Yankees, Mets, and Knicks, will be able to hold these raffles and split the pot of money between a winning spectator and a local charity. Bringing New York City into alignment with what is already allowed at sports venues across New York State. 
and virtually every other state in the country. Yeah, maybe you've had this at your kids' Little League games. They do this, the 50-50. You know, they've never done it at sporting events like Yankees, Mets, Giants. Well, it won't be the Giants because that's in New Jersey. But Yankees or Mets, uh, now they can. Thousands of people sending in the fans' uh, stadiums, ballparks, uh, sporting events who want to give back and really don't know how. And we can find an easy way to do so. Yeah, so now they'll split the pot. Uh, Yankees-Mets game, you know, that number could be thousands, depending on uh, how many people donate to the cause there. 544, Governor Murphy highlighting a $100 million plan to invest in boardwalks just as the season's about to begin. It's early, but you can already tell that business is going to be good. Weather is obviously always a big factor. Yeah, the weather, of course, is going to be great this weekend. Some of the boardwalks need to be finished off still. The towns need money to do it. Now there will be the money there to do it. It feels like we're going to have a big summer. If you look at and we look at a bunch of different metrics, the rental market, the sale market, uh, we look at small business um, startups. Yeah, I mean, we're starting off for sure with a fantastic weekend. 545, let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk, and here's Justin Ellick. Well, thank you, Noam Olayden on the diamond. The Mets salvaged the finale in Chicago in a big way with a 10 to 1 shellacking of the Cubs. Carlos Carrasco was stellar on the mound for New York with his one earned run through six and two thirds innings pitch. And the bats finally exploded with 15 hits on the night, including this Pete Alonso Oppo shot in the seventh with the Mets up 7 to 1 at the time. Alonso, and he hits one of the air to right, chasing Suzuki back into the well near the wall, and it's out of here. Goes the other way. His second home run of the series, his 19th of the year, a two-run shot at 7-1 New York. That call courtesy of SNY now with sole possession of second place and five and a half games back of the first place Braves in the NL East. The Mets head out to Colorado next to open up a three-game set with the Rockies set to begin tonight at 8.40 p.m. It's Scherzer night. Max Scherzer will get the ball going up against Colorado's Connor Seabold. As for the Yankees, they fell flat in the finale at home against the Orioles, losing 3-1 to in a game that saw a mere three hits from the Bomber Bats. I was there. I actually fell asleep in the bleachers, so that's a, an indication of how boring this <laughs> ball game was. Yeah, you fell asleep? Yeah, I was falling Was that asleep. from too many beers? Or no, you well, tired? listen, no. All right, you don't need to... Uh, Implicate um, that I was uh, too wasted at, at the baseball game. <laughs> no, that's probably night. not a good idea. You're I was right. uh, actually fine. No, it was really the contents of the uh, on-field product okay. that um, that put me to sleep. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, the pleasant surprise, though, of the evening was Clark Schmidt on the mound for New York, putting aside his struggles thus far this season to deliver a really solid performance for the Yanks. It was all for naught, though, as New York takes the series loss into interleague play when they welcome in the San Diego Padres tonight at 7.05 p.m. for the first of three over the holiday weekend. Randy Vasquez is set to make his big, big league, uh, big league, I should say, debut in pinstripes going up against San Diego's Joe Musgrove. In the NBA, the Celtics dominate the Heat 110-97 in Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals to stay alive and extend the series to a sixth game set for tomorrow night back in Miami on the ice in Dallas. The Stars finally get on the board in the West Final with a 3-2 Game 4 win over the Golden Knights. Vegas is still up three games to one, heading into Game 5 tomorrow night. Here with sports on 77 WABC. I'm Justin Allen. WABC News Time 549, big movie weekend. Have you been watching the Fast and Furious franchise? We're at movie number 10 already. Joe Malisi, our resident movie critic, uh, takes a look at this movie, tells you whether you should see it this weekend. If you're a fan of family, secret agents, and cars literally defying the laws of physics, then you are going to love this review. 
Fast X is the 10th film in the Fast and Furious franchise. You may think to yourself, how can they keep outdoing themselves in order to have new movies? And the answer to that is to simply have more. More characters, more action, more explosions, and definitely more cars. Out of all the characters included in this film, I thought the obvious star was Jason Momoa. His character, Dante, was so much fun to watch throughout this two and a half hour movie. I don't know if he was just given a script and told to run with it, but I'd watch this movie again in the future just to laugh and enjoy that performance. The way I try to enjoy these films is to simply suspend my reality and just enjoy them for what they are. Somebody once told me to think of them in the same way as Marvel movies, and truthfully, it makes the experience that much more fun to watch. Right now, this movie's in theaters only, but I'm sure it'll find its way to a streaming service at some point in a couple months. At this point, I think it just depends on how big of a fan you are of the series. I'm Joe Malisi with Cinema in 60 Seconds. By the way, you want to see clips of that movie and the full review from Joe Malisi, head over to WABCRadio.com. All right, let's catch you up on some of the big stories of the morning. We don't know what's going to happen with the Staten Island Ferry. I've been checking in while Joe was giving you that movie critique and could not confirmation. But yesterday, workers from the Staten Island Ferry calling out sick yesterday afternoon, uh, leading to some major delays for people trying to get back and forth between Staten Island in the island of Manhattan. They're telling me they can't let us in the boat because the boat is still closed, but the boat is still here. And and my husband had to wait almost an hour and a half. An hour. Oh, my God. This is... This is unheard of. I can't believe this. So they did have enough people to do hourly service, but uh, that meant you know, people were really crowding on. A, a slate of workers making sick calls that left these vessels understaffed. And, and, of course, they can't put them in the water, if that's the case. Staten Island Borough President Vita Fasella weighing in. This was an intentional uh, effort to disrupt service and it's sad i'm very sympathetic to to the workers and i and i hope that this is resolved swiftly and and smoothly new york city ferry offering free overnight ferry shuttle service into this morning they were going to stop it at six o'clock so nine minutes from now but uh, maybe if there are people calling out sick again they'll keep it on it was going from pier 11 in manhattan to the saint george uh, ferry landing of course on staten island once every hour another one is if i miss this one i gotta wait another hour to nine o'clock and i got up at three o'clock this morning i'm getting me a car hopefully tomorrow god willing because i can't deal with this the dot says the uh, vast majority of ferry staffers uh captains assistant captains mates scheduled for thursday afternoon they were the ones who called out sick now one former captain says all of these workers are overworked and he said that might be reason they're calling out it could be money but he says uh when he worked he worked too many hours. Winter time, it wasn't unusual for me to drive home with the windows down and the radio blasting because I was worried about falling asleep at the wheel. Yeah, we'll watch the story as the morning wears on. And then last night, two people taken into custody during a George Floyd protest turned violent here in Manhattan last night. Started out Midtown, made its way to Bryant Park, where demonstration uh, demonstrators began to scuffle with cops. Several of them threw a barricade and other debris at police officers. Two men uh, taken into custody by the NYPD. Nobody injured. The march actually had started out peaceful. It was meant to mark three years since the death of George Floyd at the hands of Minneapolis police. And of course, 
It is the first, uh, first big unofficial weekend of the summer. Uh, beach towns everywhere getting ready for the crowds to come in. Some of those crowds already there in Westchester. The Westchester County Executive, George Latimer, kicking off the unofficial start of summer at Croton Point Beach in Croton on the Hudson, where he toured, uh, touted the uh, launching of a new bathhouse there. This building includes bathrooms with lockers, dressing stalls, and showers. That will house, it will house the lifeguard, the first aid, and police stations. Croton Beach will be open on Wednesdays through Sundays for the rest of the summer. We're opening this weekend Croton Point Park Beach here and also the Glen Island Beach. It will be open for weekends only through uh, the month of June. Of course, a big weekend at the Jersey Shore, unofficial start of the season there. Uh, lots of people already on the sand, like these women in Asbury Park. Sunny, finally. A little cooler. We're hoping that it'll get a little warmer. It's beautiful. You know, there's not so many birds, which is nice because we can snack in peace. Um, no flies. The waves are amazing. You might need a wetsuit to go in the water because it's still pretty chilly. I tried to put my feet in. It was like freezing. The lifeguards are out uh, Jersey Shore. It's relaxing. Uh-huh. We're just looking out the water, relaxing, enjoying the sun. Uh, out on Long Island, of course, it'll be the Beth Page Air Show. All of those uh, combat aircrafts like the U.S. Marine Corps B-25B Lightning will be out there performing the shows. Uh, it's the Beth Page Air Show, which happens every year, Saturday, Sunday, 10 to 3 over Jones Beach. And here in the city, uh, the beach is open as well. Parks Commissioner Sue Donahue outlining a bunch of safety tips. Uh, yesterday, by the way, the 100th birthday of Coney Island, so they held the press conference there. It is imperative that you only go in the water when there is a lifeguard on duty and that you obey all of their directions. And unfortunately, there's been a lifeguard shortage. 200 came back from last summer, 200 in training for this summer, but they need another 800 to man all the public pools and beaches for the season. Not clear that's going to happen. If you can't see a lifeguard, the lifeguard can't see you. So maybe don't swim anywhere where there's no lifeguards. We want to make sure we're continuously talking to people about safety because we want no tragedies happening here. This is all about joy. And again, the city this year going to offer free uh, sunscreen. So if you forget it, uh, it'll be at the beach. That's why Parks is once again providing free sunscreen to beachgoers. Dispensers are located in or near all beach restrooms. And out to the uh, airports, uh, despite the high airfare prices, uh, lots of people at Newark this morning. Three hours in advance for an international flight. It was okay. Crowded, but not crazy crowded. Moderate. Wasn't that crazy. I thought it was going to be way worse, honestly. And we're back. I mean, really, I mean, from the the pandemic for sure. In fact, United Airlines saying this will be the busiest weekend they've had in more than a decade. I thought it was going to be way more people, but I heard that the security lines is really, really long. Busy, hectic, a lot of travel, a lot of good things going on, too. Yeah, so they're saying if you're flying, you definitely want to get there early. But they say they have TSA people at the ready. Uh, they're staffed well, and they say the flights are staffed well with, uh, you know, the pilots and all the people who work behind the scenes. And finally, fans of the late Tina Turner that have been flocking to the Apollo Theater to remember the legendary singer. Of course, Turner died after a long illness at her home in Switzerland. She was 83 years old. Well, that's my idol. I had to come out here quickly. She has taught me that you can rise above anything. Yeah, of course, uh, the Apollo has become a place where people like to go to remember famous artists like Tina Turner. WABC Time Check 558, sponsored by Boulevard Watches. Discover finely crafted timepieces available at Macy's. All right, let's find out what's happening on the Friday edition of Sid and Friends in the Morning from Justin Ellick. 
Uh, not much, no, and um, happy Memorial Day weekend, and uh, we're going to get out <laughs> of here. You just want to get through this, don't yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> not much. No, it's, uh, it's, it's your average uh, average uh, Friday morning program. It is average? jam-packed, yep. jam-packed, filled with great content, great guests, and uh, all the above there. No, bottom of each hour, you don't want to miss the minicast clip of the day, the Rita Cosby Show today in the way of guests. 705 this morning, kicking things off. It'll be Curtis Lewis, 740 this morning, Jason Trenner at 825. We'll do some nuggets with Gnome Layden on this Friday morning, 840. Joe Tacopina makes his return to the program, 905, Teddy Atlas, 925 this morning, Norman Seabrook and Rabbit Things out at 940 wrapping out the week i should say rachel you could tell at 940 this morning back to you now. yeah that's a show or it's a friday though it's we're a radio program it. that's for sure that it is yeah that's what so i hear it's not on television we're no, on no, the radio you can and, only hear it over the airwaves yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah all right we're out here on this uh friday morning we'll do it all over again monday morning don't go anywhere now yeah sit and friends in the morning they are up next